I'm Ryan Rogers. You're listening to Speak Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 9 through 11. What gain has the worker for his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of men to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. I read this verse while flying over the Pacific Ocean. It's a big ocean, and it makes for a long flight. I think our flight was just a little over 10 hours from Seoul, Korea to Seattle, Washington, and I was returning from vacation. We'd been gone for nearly a month, and we were visiting family. The whole thing, it was awesome. My kids got to play with their cousins, who they don't see very often. We got to spend really special time with family. We ate lots of fresh fruit. We wore short sleeves. We got sunburns. We swam in the ocean. We met some really special people. And I took a really big break from all the work I normally do, and it was so good for me. So about six hours into the second of three flights coming home, I was reflecting on this verse from Ecclesiastes. He has made everything beautiful in its time. I had been trying to sleep, and it wasn't working out very well, so I just closed my eyes and started thinking, and my thoughts all went in one direction. And so I got my Bible out and got a notepad and, uh, and a pen, and I just started writing down my thoughts and spent about three hours reflecting on, on these thoughts. See, on the taxi ride to the airport, I had asked everyone, well, what's your biggest takeaway from vacation? And there's so many good things, but what's the biggest thing you want to take home? And they all shared. And then my wife asked me the question, and my answer was that on vacation, I was reminded that life just keeps going on and that we should enjoy each moment that God puts us in. And here, nearly 24 hours later of airports and airplanes, I was still thinking about that and feeling like that was the right answer. That was what I wanted to take from vacation. I have young children, and we spent time with my young nieces, and they're growing so fast. Those moments together flew by, and they aren't coming back. And this is not unique to vacation. All of life just keeps marching on. And the reason I was more aware of it right now is that vacation has these definite time markers when it starts and ends, and it allows you to see just how fast the pace is. So I thought back to our time, and there were moments of that vacation that I would not change if I could. And there are other moments that I would change. If I had them to live over again, I would engage them differently. But I don't have them to live over again. Time just marches on. And time kept going at home while I was gone, except it went on without me. Those moments, they weren't for me. So I was thinking about all these things on the plane. And not just because I was sentimental about saying goodbye to family. Um, that was part of it. But, but the bigger part of it is that I really want to learn this lesson. I really want to live engaged well in every moment God gives me. It's really a classic thought. I'm not the first to think it. It's this approach to living where we seize the day. And on that airplane, I remembered that the book of Ecclesiastes has a lot to say about that sort of thing. So I grabbed my Bible and I read all 12 chapters. It took me a while. My eyes were tired and my brain was a bit slow. And sure enough, in the book of Ecclesiastes, I found a whole bunch of good thoughts about how to seize the moment, and I found a whole bunch of warnings about how not to engage in each moment. 
And the more I reflected, the more I just kept going back to chapter 3, verse 11, and I hung all my thoughts there. It says, he makes everything beautiful in its time. And that little phrase has meant enough to me that I, I spent the next three hours on that airplane, thinking about it, writing about it, processing it. And I'm going to spend this podcast episode and the next two talking about it. I've heard this verse and appreciated it before, but in that airplane reflection moment, I considered it in a way I haven't before. So previously, I've understood this verse to mean, in time, God will make all things beautiful. Just give it time. So I saw it primarily as a call to patience, knowing that the things that I have now that are not beautiful will have their moment by God's grace. I thought of it as a recognition that there are different seasons. Because in the context of this verse, it comes right after that well-known passage about there being a time for everything. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted. Like the season when the flower blooms, there's a season when God makes each individual thing blossom. Its beauty is especially on display. And that is a good thought. And I think it's an accurate way to interpret this verse. In time, God will make things beautiful. But that's not where my reflection went on that airplane. So this is where my mind was going. It's not only about waiting for the right moment. It's also about appreciating the right things in the moment that we're in. It's not just a call for patience, for God's timing, but a call to engage in the moment he has you in. Because there's beauty that's there and it's nowhere else. He makes all things beautiful in its time. That is the time that it's in, in the present, while we are experiencing it. And it's not a beauty that we can access in anticipation or in hindsight. It only happens in its time. So we are to wait for and trust in God's timing. But we are also to appreciate the moment that he's put us in and the thing that he's making beautiful right in front of our eyes. There were a lot of things about that airplane ride that were not pleasant. But I began to consider that that airplane ride had a beauty of its own in its time. I was tired. I would rather not have been trapped by the passenger between me and the aisle. But hey, I was also given this time to reflect. There was beauty in that. I began to look for the beauty and I realized I was in this multicultural waiting room. Like everyone was speaking a different language. There was all these different styles. I couldn't get out of it. There's nowhere I could go. And there is a specific beauty about being in that moment. And in my reflection, I tested this thought because I know that there are a lot of moments that are far more unpleasant than a 10-hour flight across the ocean. Where is the beauty in the moment of grief? Where's the beauty in weariness? Where's the beauty in confusion? These things in themselves are not beautiful. We could pretend we're in a perfect world and that everything is just shining with beauty, but we know that the majority of those emotions are not attractive. They're painful. We'd rather not have them. But I'm convinced that God is beautiful. I'm also convinced that he will keep his promise, that he will never leave us or forsake us. So I know he's with us in those moments. 
I also know that he brings good out of bad things. Not everything is beautiful, but there is a specific beauty in each moment that's only available in that moment. And I think more often than not, I miss it. Even in the good moments, like the moments that everyone would say, that's great. I'm preoccupied with my frustration with the last moment or my anticipation of the next moment or my to-do list in that moment, and I miss it. So I was thinking back to my vacation and all those special things, like the moment of the laughs on the beach. They had a unique beauty, and there was beauty in the memory of them, but they were most beautiful when they happened. That was the best opportunity to enjoy it. When I ate fresh mangoes, which I did as much as I could, they were most enjoyable when they were in my mouth. That was the time he made it beautiful. We were really impressed with the city lights because we don't live in a city and where we were, the buildings would light up with all these decorative lights at night. And for us, the beauty of those city lights had their moment. They were all really good memories. But the height of the beauty of each of them was in their time. God makes sleep beautiful. And for me, it's most beautiful while I'm sleeping. He makes board games beautiful, but they're most beautiful while they're being played with people you enjoy. He makes deep focus work in my office beautiful. There is something special for me, and it's only available in that moment. Not every moment is pleasant. But I'm open to the idea that each moment contains a God-given beauty. He makes everything beautiful in its time. This is a perspective that I have hung on to. It's been a few weeks now since that airplane ride over the ocean. And there haven't been too many moments that I've passed by without intentionally trying to appreciate the beauty that's there. And I'm not frantic. I'm not seeking some new experience or looking for something better or more exciting each moment. I'm not like taking each moment and trying to wring it out and get everything it's worth. What I'm trying to do is is I'm asking God to give me a clearer view of the special thing he puts in each moment, the lesson he's trying to teach me, the rest he's trying to give me, the connection I could enjoy, the taste I could savor. I'm not looking to cram as much as I can into the moments of my life. What I'm trying to do is live with the conviction that God makes everything beautiful in its time. And when each time comes to me, I don't want to miss its beauty. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Well, thank you so much for listening. I mentioned that I had more thoughts to share, so the next two weeks will be a part two and a part three to this episode. And I'm excited to share those because you might consider the episode you just listened to to be some fancy interpretation of the text that might not be really accurate. And these next two studies reinforce these thoughts right from the text. This study is definitely taking me on a personal journey that I'm benefiting from, and I hope that you can too. You can find all of Speak Lord episodes by searching for Speak Lord wherever you get podcasts, and you can find more from me at PastorRyanRogers.com.